0: to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise and this is my podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise and I'm jumping in right now. Get a pen and paper, peeps, because we're talking about some very important stuff with respects to our food system. So we're talking, or I have been talking a lot this year about how we're going to kind of make this our best life, right? And, you know, that we don't always, you know, have the ability to choose happy. There's a lot of work that goes into choosing happy. I'm not a fan of people saying, just wake up happy. Um, But a lot of it pertains to your environment as well. A clean house, uh, you know, getting things in order, finances, all of that. We talked little bits of that all through this new year in 2023. And one of the things uh, is also how we feed our bodies not just emotionally, not just spiritually, not just mentally, but physically what we're feeding our bodies. And this is going to be a little technical. I'm going to try to put layman's terms as much as it is. A lot of times layman's terms, I'll be honest with you, are, um, are scariest poop. Okay. Because our food system is not okay in this country, in the United States. And, you know, uh, what we're going to talk about today are is being able to go to the store and buying the most natural source of food that you could possibly get. Nothing in a box, nothing that's pre-made. I feel like the rule of thumb in a store, if you're trying to eat for your body and for your mind, is to stay away from the inside of the store and just shop the outside of the store. Okay? Skip the bakery just letting you know, just don't, don't stop at the bakery. Um, they tend to have, you know, the fruits, the vegetables, the meats, and the grains kind of up against the ends and not in the middle. The middle is the fluff. It's all the stuff that, yeah, we can have, but it's artificially man-made corporate produced garbage is what it is. Uh, and we have confused garbage with food in this country specifically United States. And it's really taken a toll on us as human beings and as people. Uh, We are biologically, our body is looking for a fuel source and we're providing it with chemicals and fake ingredients and additives. And in most cases, according to the rest of the world, poisons. Now, this is gonna scare a lot of people. And I kind of feel like you need to be scared sometime. When I had my holistic nutrition business, a lot of people, you know, are coming to me at their lowest of low. They tried everything, it's not working. So they're coming to me and they're ready for, you know, clean food, vegetables, oils, all of that stuff, supplementation. They're they're desperate now, right? And that's good. It's good. Because you kind of have to hit the bottom to kind of come back up, right? So the bounce back is natural food. And what I mean by that is that I think that most people, when you're in the store, if you're looking to eat better, should pick foods that have 12 or less ingredients. If you pick up an orange, you're eating an orange. That's one ingredient, okay? However, there are hidden ingredients in it. And that is a whole nother podcast, to be honest with you. But depending on how you bought it, whether it is a natural, like a regular orange or it's an organic orange means that you're going to be getting a a few more pesticides and poisons on those non-organic fruits and vegetables. However, there are things that our government Slides in, okay. The FDA is not your friend. I'm just letting you know that. I don't care. I don't whatever. I'm probably on a watch list now for saying that. Um, (laughs) Don't care. I've probably been on a watch list for years. Who am I kidding? Um, Because I've been preaching this for 20 years, and that is that you. um, They're passing through stuff. So just because you're buying organic, you're getting a better quality for sure. But the quality is still not the same of buying a organic orange in Italy. It's literally going to be two different. If you tested them, there would be things on the U.S. orange. Just letting you know right now. But there are more, here's a statistic, okay, Um, because this is what's happened. It has become, and I want to know why, it has become so normal to consume, and I'm going to say this, use this word lightly, foods that cause dis-ease. This is the norm. And when I say every time, yeah, are they good? But when you knew your, your junk food, your snack foods, your treats, I always find that uh, when I, I kind of equated that once that, you know, I only eat this. I know it's not good for me, but it's a treat. Think about that. You might be eating things with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, and you're treating yourself with it, which essentially means that you're treating your body with poisons that are hurting it. And we're all just like convinced and and that, that we're giving ourselves a treat because we deserve it. We deserve neurotoxins. It's insane, okay? But there are more, the FDA allows more than 10,000 chemicals to be added into our food, okay? And I would say a large portion of these chemicals are banned outside of the US for being dangerous to human consumption. i must repeat that for the people in the back, because a lot of people don't really understand the gravity of the situation here in the United States with our food source, okay? This is a serious podcast, okay? I'm going to make jokes about it, but it's really not funny. But the reality of it is that our government allows chemicals to be added to our food that are banned in other countries. You cannot sell them there. Or my favorite is it is the same food product, same corporation that makes it, but what they sell us is loaded with a bunch of poison and what they sell abroad is clean, meaning they're making it without the questionable chemicals because the country demands that. Think about that. Why can't we have that product here? Why do you have to make two different kinds? Doesn't it cost more in the long run to make two different boxes because there's two different kinds of ingredients? But somehow here in the US, they are literally unloading All of these chemicals into our foods, in our grocery stores, and we as people are wondering why we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and the kids are getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and people are getting autoimmune diseases on top of autoimmune diseases. I'm the poster child for that peep, okay? I am the poster child for autoimmune. Why are kids allergic to everything 30 seconds out of the uterus? Just asking, right? it's because of the correlation between the chemicals in our food, right? We've trusted federal institutions have our best interest at heart, but I'm gonna tell you, they failed us before and uh, they're certainly gonna fail us in the future, okay? All right, I'm just letting you know because seed oils, cigarettes, oh, and, oh I'm sorry, not cigarettes so much anymore, uh, vapes, e-cigs, yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. I'm rolling my eyes in case you need, you can't see me. So I'm rolling my eyes right now with the vaping garbage. PFAs, right? Or as I like to call them, uh, forever chemicals. They stay there forever. They never, um, like there's no evaporation, there's no wash off, they're, they're forever chemicals. Once they're sprayed on, they're forever. You can soak them, spray them, rub them, do whatever you want. But unless you eat an entirely one that doesn't hasn't been doesn't had PFAS put on them, uh, you're eating them, uh, and then that goes in your body forever, and it's a chemical, so your body doesn't recognize it. So what happens? It panics, and now it's just all over your bloodstream. Gross. The list goes on, right? Because just because the government allows ten thousand man-made chemicals to be added to your food doesn't mean they're safe. And we're going to talk about the big culprits today. Um, but they're not uh there's way more. Obviously, I can't talk about ten thousand chemicals in a thirty minute or less podcast. But we need to start reclaiming your control over your food, and only you can do that by demanding food or buying food, right? Buying power, purchasing power is what they see. They feel it right? You have to let the corporations feel, you need to let the government feel that you're not buying it where it hurts and that's in their damn pockets, okay? That's that's just the, it's just the bitter truth, okay? And you need to understand that through knowledge and resources. And if you're not doing that yourself, you're going to continue to eat poisons. It just is what it is, right? Real whole foods are going to win time and time again. It doesn't even matter. If you want to get healthy, you must change the way you eat. But I will say the reason why we're talking about a few of these um, chemicals being added to the food is, is because a lot of people exhibit daily symptoms and they don't understand where they're coming from and they're coming from your food. And I'm sorry, but hands down, that's pretty damn scary, okay? Anxiety, right? That stuff can be coming from your feet, your food, like what you're feeding yourself and your family and your children and your babies. So I'm going to preface this by saying there will be many people uh, who are going to send me nasty messages about how Denise, the FDA, is a government agency and they look out for our health? And you know what? That's great. But you know what? Um, they, the FDA, approves a lot of stuff, right, for our safety, is what you're saying. But let me explain something. If they care about what we're eating, okay? Let me bring up a couple examples. I'm going to just bring up one because it's pretty monumental. Baby formula. Is not FDA approved. Wrap that around your. If you're into government approval and all that stuff, baby formula is not approved by the FDA. Corporations can put whatever they want in it, whatever they want. And if you look at a label of baby formula, the first six ingredients are different forms of wait for it, da 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 sugar. Yep. Different kinds of sugar. This is so nourishing. Let's just give them a bunch of sugar. I'm not joking about that. I will tell you that uh, when I had my holistic nutrition business, I did a post in one of my business groups and I used to ask, I used to do read the label, right? Guess the label. It was guess the label, not read the label. And the read the label, um, I took one off a bottle of baby formula, okay? The little jar, you mix it up with the milk or whatnot, right? Water, whatever you want. Um, here's the deal: The number one guess on the thread, and there were over a hundred people who had taken their shot at the answer, was saltwater taffy. Now, let me think about the gravity of the situation, okay, what of the statement I just said. I posted a label for baby infant formula, Ingredients only, and the biggest guess by the general public. Of what it could be with salt water taffy. That's scary, my friends. And that is one reason why. Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not dogging the women who cannot breastfeed. Obviously, I'm a huge breastfeeding component, but I understand some women don't do it. And it's okay, because you know what? Breastfeeding is freaking hard, okay? When I see women breastfeeding, you know what I do? Don't stare at their boobies. I go up to them and I say, you know what? Well, job well done, mama. You keep it up. It's not easy. You're doing a great job. Don't give up. Because I'm telling you, it's freaking hard. I did it for seven months with Peter. And then, well, they told me I couldn't even breastfeed because I've had surgery on my breast. So I was under the impression I could not breast, breastfeed. <laughs> but <laughs> I I could, by the grace of God. And, um, I did for seven months and then I had to switch to, um, basically it was a European brand of, because it's cleaner. How sad is that? I had to order a European brand of formula so I can get him the most he would. And then I switched him to, um, raw milk. Oh my God. Everyone's like, ah, yep, yeah. yep. I switched him to raw milk. And you know what? He's still alive and healthy, right? Okay, so there's that. Sorry, <laughs> but let me tell you. So uh, we are going to be talking about um, just a few um, of these today. Um, the the chemicals that are added, just the big ones, basically. But let me tell you, many of these are neurotoxic, obesogenic, endocrine disrupting, and carcinogenic. And in case you need to know what any of those means, don't worry about it. You can Google it. But know that carcinogenic means cancer causing. Okay. Now, have, being a cancer survivor myself from a terminal cancer, it is important that I under, that people understand that I get this over to them. Food can indeed, if your body is is prone to cancer cells, and let me explain this. People are just like, "Cancer doesn't run in my family." Everybody has cancer cells. A cancer cell is simply a abnormal or misformed cell within the body. And your immune system and your natural body defenses cannot fight them off. And usually they just kill them and it's done, right? Everybody has them, right? We're not like, you know, it. the blueprint sometimes gets messed up and they just get rid of it and you're good to go, right? But in some people, okay, like myself who had autoimmune and all this other stuff going on, high stress, high anxiety, bad, you know, jobs, family, just name it, right? Whatever has caused life, your daily struggle is going to cause your immune system to reduce its effectiveness, which in turn can multiply the poor cells, right? The abnormal cells, the cancer cells growth, and in turn then cause a cancer diagnosis. It's not like you're doing it to yourself on purpose. I didn't give myself cancer. My body just was unequipped to get it. It is what it is. Um, I, I don't hate you know, I don't blame anybody. I don't do whatever. I just, you know, it is what it is. It's just a natural cell, uh, deformation. And, uh, it's unfortunate, uh, because it can take over the body quite quickly if it's not caught. So we're not talking about cancer today, what we will be, but I'm just saying, um, we're going to keep it going. So if you stick to real whole foods, preferably organic, if you can, if you cannot, You can wash, but, you know, if they're being sprayed with PFAs, it doesn't matter because they're there forever. And then you eat them and they're in your body forever. Um, Mind you, we can't eliminate this all 100% unless you're literally living off your own homestead, which some people do, right? I mean, I'm growing stuff in our garden this year to make sure that the stuff that I'm eating all the time is clean, right? Or at least just with my dog's pee on it. Gross, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, To keep... All of your systems of your body happy and healthy that's what you got to do stick to real whole foods now there is a list and these are the red flaggers okay we're gonna come back after the break but and talk about the red flag I have like I think there's like eight or nine of them here and go through it's gonna be quick I'm not gonna get too technical but just enough so that you can do your own research so Let's just sweep out, um, sweep out really quick to break from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Free Claimed, Free Claimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily not a single person i will tell you walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table and they can't hang their coats without asking me where i got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either brian's talents go far beyond desk tables and coat racks personalized hearts jewelry boxes flags special occasions it's art folks so the possibilities are pretty much endless you don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Brie Claimed at www.breclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.breclaimedchicago.etsy.com Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Brie Claimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. Damn. Hello, hello, hello! We're back from the break. All right, we're talking about how to get control of our food again, okay? Because it's really become very normal to consume foods that are literally causing us disease in our body, and very serious disease at that. So, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is everyone keeps asking me about PFAS, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. So. Um, PFAs are, oh God, I'm not even going to say this. Cause it's like, how do I pronounce this? Right. Uh, so PFAs are perfluorooctanoic acids, right? These are, those are PFOAs. And then, uh, there's PFOs, which are, uh, perfluorooctane sulfonic acids, right? Um, And they're basically like, I can't believe I said like, they're basically like, I'm sorry. Um, They are chemicals, uh, examples of PFA chemicals that are being added to food for other reasons like preservative or uh, taste or for whatever reason, okay? To extend shelf lives, all of that garbage, right? But they're not things that are naturally, being brought from the thing now from the nature so like acrylamide arsenic benzene bp3 bpa cadmium these there's a whole list of them guys okay but pfas the uh, us centers of uh, the cdc us centers for disease control and prevention right this is not like it's a hidden thing okay They outline themselves that there are a host of health effects associated with PFA exposure. And those include, okay, from top to bottom, cancer, liver damage, decreased fertility, increased risk of asthma and thyroid disease. Now, why did I start with PFAs? Because I'm going to explain to you these are the top issues with people in today's world, okay? The last two generations have been slammed with cancer, liver damage, decreased fertility, okay? If I had a dollar, including myself, for everyone that I know of childbearing age back in the day who had trouble having children, okay, this is a huge play into that component, okay? And increased risk of asthma and thyroid disease, okay? When you're talking about Hashimoto's, all the people then that turns into that's thyroid disease that turns into autoimmune. And pretty much everybody I know has a kid with asthma nowadays. It wasn't a thing when I was a kid, but I'm telling you, it's a thing now. And it's from our food supplies. And so it's important that people understand that those are serious things. I'm not making these up. It's not from like a holistic book. It's not something I'm like, you know, I picked out of like, you know, witchy today, holistic, you know, guru stuff. This is straight from the CDC websites for PFAs and what they do to humans. Okay. Exposure to them does include, not may, includes cancer, liver damage, decreased fertility, and increased risk of asthma and thyroid disease. That's scary AF, my friends, okay? Scary AF. And uh, one of the things that I had mentioned earlier that, you know, they've pretty much kind of failed us on things was, is the PFAs. They, obviously, they're coming forward and putting it right on the website that they failed on it. But another thing that they really pushed back in the day was seed oils. Um, seed oils are the, you know, sunflower, safflower, uh, what is it? Grape seed. What else? Uh, like canola oil, soy oil. Oh my gosh, soy! Please do not eat soy in this country unless you know it comes from a clean, organic source. Soy is horrible, and it's almost detrimental to women. Um, I used to do soy uh, milk alternative in thinking I was doing myself a favor and I literally just poisoned myself for five years but those seed oils vegetable oils are very unstable okay there are any oils or fats that are extracted from crops that include like seeds nuts fruits grains and legumes does that mean that they're all bad no but I will go on and just touch on proper oils to use um, that are a little that are safer okay? Um, but what's unhealthy about seed oils? What's what's so bad about them, Denise? Okay, let me tell you. So um, animal studies and human clinical trials, okay, plus observational studies have shown that industrial seed oils are highly reactive and unstable. And they cause inflammatory uh, linoleic acid, which is associated with heart disease, cancer, dementia. And a ton of other stuff, like tons of stuff. But those are the big boys, right? The proper oils that you can use uh, when I was did my holistic business uh, nutrition, um, the oils that are reliable are olive oils from Spain or Italy that are packaged there. You'll see at the bottom, and they should be kept in tins. Okay, the, the they should not be in a glass bottle. They should only be sold in tins or a um, a colored bottle. OK, the smaller ones, because they'll be used faster, obviously, um, you'll get a better shelf life out of a tin. It's easier to just buy the tin because, you know, it's going to be have better um, stability. But packaged in Spain, uh, Greece would even be acceptable and Italy. And then I use avocado oil or bacon grease. But we're going to talk about bacon, that all bacon is created equal. We'll talk about that. Or animal fats like tallow from beef, okay, and lard from pork. Uh, but grass-fed meat sources, clean organic grass-fed sources of meat. So that's a whole that's we'll talk a little bit about that. So those are the issues about seed oils. Okay. Um I'm trying to think what else I, oh and the oh my gosh the the e cigs and all of these vaping Okay, let me just tell you, I don't understand how somehow an entire generation of youth got convinced that this vaping was healthier than smoking. Like, duh, right? But there's a lot of emerging data um, that suggests that this vaping has links to chronic lung disease and asthma, as well as associations between like dual use of e-cigarettes and smoking with cardiovascular cardiovascular disease. I can't even talk today. Um, but this is huge because, like, there are some people. I was reading and I'm like, wait, some people are smoking and vaping. What the heck? But you are exposing yourself to all kinds of chemicals that they don't even yet understand, and they're probably not safe if you go by the history of the smoking industry. You know what I'm saying? But there are five big dangers of vaping right now asthma, because it could make you more likely to get asthma in other lung conditions, lung scarring, which long term can lead to COPD, which is a uh, pulmonary disorder, right? Organ damage, because, you know, we don't need our organs. Come on, right? And then they actually have put a new, uh, it's called E-Valley. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's pronounced E-Valley. But um, it's all capital letters, right? E-cigarette vaping product use, okay, uh, associated with lung injury is called E-Valley. They literally just had to give it a name because that's how much it's happening. Obviously, addiction. Um, it's just the secondhand exposure to this is not okay all right, secondhand, even, and we already know from cigarettes that secondhand exposure to vaping, which is all chemicals, is literally secondhand smoke was always more dangerous, right? We already knew that. So all of people like myself who grew up in the you know 70s and 80s whose parents smoked all around him, uh, that was actually worse for us than it was for them, the secondhand exposure. And cause cause there isn't enough dangers with vaping, um, explosions, explosions. I can't even like, I don't even want that stuff. Like if I have people visiting like vape outside, but, uh, and don't leave that shit in my house. Just saying, <laughs> don't want that stuff. I don't need stuff like blowing up, but so here are the food additives to avoid. I'm probably going to run late again as usual, but this is important stuff. So these are some of the top out of 10,000 plus chemicals that the FDA approves and puts in our food. These are the big boys that are the problem, okay? The first one is potassium bromate. It can definitely is a lung irritant, okay? And repeated exposure will cause bronchitis to develop, okay, with cough, phlegm, and shortness of breath. Or you may have all of them. How, How amazing is that? And repeated exposure to potassium bromate can affect the nervous system, which causes headache, irritability, impaired thinking, and personality changes. Oh, fun. Get me some of that. Can you line my food up with that to make me feel better? I mean, come on. And where is it mostly contained? All right. So bromate's usually in bread. Okay, bread, rolls, baked goods, made from dough. It's not okay. And I've never been a fan of bread. I love bread. Let me get this right. But I like fresh baked bread um, that I'm making with good flowers and all that at home. Obviously, my gluten-free flowers now. Um, but white bread, like I told I've mentioned this before, maybe I haven't, but I'm gonna mention it again. To me, the bread rule is: if you can take a slice of bread and roll it up into a ball, smash it in your hand, and it stays that way, throw it out. Do not eat that. If you're eating bread and it's sticking to the top of your roof, of your mouth, throw it out. It should not do that either. Bread can be soft, but it doesn't stick in your mouth. It's just that's gross. Get rid of it. But potassium bromate—that's what it does. Lovely. So you're having bread, but you're treating it off with bronchitis, cough, phlegm, shortness of breath, and possible nervous system issues. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Um, Next one, nitrates and nitrites. Okay, so they're both really shitty, just letting you know now. But the IARC, which is the International Agency for Research on uh, Cancer, classifies nitrates and nitrites as, and I'm going to do air quotes, but tell you that they're air quotes, quote, probably carcinogenic to humans, unquote. What? (laughs) Okay. So let's just throw it in our food because it's probably carcinogenic. You could probably get cancer from this, but go ahead and eat it. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Get out of here. I mean, it's not okay. All right. So what it does is nitrates um, in the blood cause changes in hemoglobin, right? Or the molecules that like help move oxygen to the body. So nitrates make it so that less oxygen is available for your body to function properly. Um, Hello? Well, yeah, we're eating it. We're like, yeah, give me some nitrates. Now, let me tell you why. And this is what really like, I mean, I grew up eating, uh, deli meat or so we call it in the midwest lunch meat right they add manufacturers add nitrates and nitrites to food like sandwich meats deli meats bacon salami sausages for what to give them color and prolong their shelf life but it's probably carcinogenic but don't worry about it eat that bacon have that salami Let's make our kids deli sandwiches. Let's cut up. I love when people cut up deli. I can't even eat deli meat anymore. I'm just letting you guys all know, Ra. The only meat I will get from a deli is imported parma prosciutto. I'm not even joking. I will not eat deli meat. It's been almost 20. So as long as I've been in uh, remission, so like 23 years, <laughs> I will not eat it. This It was enough for me to, oh, it's possibly carcinogenic. Oh, okay. So that's why I said bacon fat is a great oil to use. However, you should have a natural smoked bacon. If you go to a good grocery store or a good butcher, they will most likely, and you can ask them because sometimes they buy it made at the manufacturer, adding nitrates and nitrites to it, and then they just unpackage it and put it in a deli case like it's new, and it's not that's not real bacon. So, I have a couple places that I can get mine. We we actually have a half a hog coming, so our bacon will be it will be naturally smoked without that because we ask for nitrate nitrate free. We have a good We got we got hookups. Um but you need to and there's tons of stuff who will say that they're uncured. Like there're lots of brands who will state it bacon's like a ton of money anyway right now so you might as well just pay the extra dollar at this point to get it nitrate and nitrite free i'm just telling you but and then if you're using good bacon you can indeed save the grease and use that for cooking uh it's better for your body and it's more it has a more stable um shelf life i just keep mine in a little container in the fridge i always have it it is what it is. You can get nitrates naturally, like good nitrates in like beetroot, because everyone's like, Denise, you need nitrates. Well, you do, but not like artificial ones that cause possibly weight correction, quote, possibly cause you cancer. Okay. But you can get foods highest in nitrate are like beetroots, leafy greens, like kale, arugula, chard, spinach, um, parsley even has it um, I'm gonna well, I'm really digging deep here Chinese cabbage leeks celery radishes turnips all these natural nitrates good for you not manufactured nitrates and nitrates so don't get them confused and they rely don't think it's just you I had to navigate through all of this nonsense when I started but here's the deal they want us to be confused who's a, who's them? <laughs> Denise? Who's them? The government. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. We're no good to anybody healthy. We're not good to the healthcare system, the insurance system, the government system, if we're healthy and we need to take control of this. Okay. Because it's all these little things that we're treating ourselves with and feeding our kids that we think are just convenient or, okay, whoever thought feeding a ham sandwich to your kid could be a problem, but it is, unless you're feeding them imported parma prosciutto, which has happened in our house. Just saying. Um, okay, next one. Okay, so propyl parabens. Propyl parabens um, can alter the expression of genes, including those in breast cancer cells. Okay. And they can accelerate the growth of breast cancer cells. I'm not making that up. Robel did a study in 2014. Akubo did a study in 2001. That is just a fact, my friends. Okay. It's not good, but it is. And they are normally in baked goods. Okay. So typical foods that contain parabens, uh, usually for preservation right? Because how, it's not about feeding you something healthy. It's about how long and how much can I charge you to keep this in your pantry for as long as possible? Beer, sauces, desserts, soft drinks, jams, pickles. They even put this stuff in pickles, people. Okay. Frozen dairy products, processed vegetables, like the ones pre-done, right? And flavoring syrups, right? And some fruits, okay, let's not get this, some fruits like blueberries, they do contain naturally occurring parabens as a preservative, but they're natural. Okay, that's different. We're talking about, uh, again, all of the, the, the whole point of this is that we're talking about manufactured chemicals that are added to the food, not ones or things containing naturally in the earth or in the environment or in the food itself okay but all of those things parabens huge issue but ba- the biggest culprit of this is going to be your baked goods and your beer um it's a lot it's a lot and if you buy if you're buying frozen veggies and stuff like that it's they're chocked filled with these not okay but yet here they are but just think they literally alter the expression of genes including those in breast cancer cells. That's a problem because there's been a huge rise in breast cancer. Why? We can't even as women have like a freaking cupcake. I'm just saying. Because all of it is literally poisoned with this nonsense so that they can keep shit on the shelf for longer or make it additive so that it's basically addictive. So we keep eating them. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So the next one is, uh, it seems easy enough, but food colorings, right? Food coloring, no big deal. We used to color all sorts of stuff. Color eggs, right? Yeah, I don't do any food colorings anymore. Once in a while, I'll do food coloring like my gummies, uh, my CBD gummies. Um, I don't know why the ones with the large amount of CBD that I need um, are not in a natural organic flavoring, but it it is an easy trade-off for me because obviously I'm not eating 6,000 tons of it. It's just a tiny little bit, but I have to go with it, right? But there's, <clears throat> there, okay, so here's the thing. A lot of people will tell you that there isn't a lot of conclusive evidence that food dyes are dangerous for most people, okay? But listen to that statement. They'll literally tell you that there's no conclusive evidence that food dyes are dangerous for most people. However, I will tell you in my business, and I would say talk to about five of your friends with kids and ask them if their kids have hyperactivity, allergic reactions in children. Dyes, especially two of them that we're going to talk about today, have profound impacts on children, okay? Um, Allergic reactions in people, it can. I know a lot of adults who are allergic to the dyes. Uh, but two of them are super hypersensitive to, it seems, a large majority of people. Um, most dyes are found in pretty much unhealthy processed foods that should be avoided anyway. But here we are. So anything that's colored with blue or red. And there could be combinations. So when you turn and look at your ingredient list and it says blue dye, one, or red dye number 40, run, run to the hills, people, run as fat, put that shit back on the shelf and walk away. Because blue number one uh, has been found to cause tumors in rats, okay? But it has been found to inhibit nerve cell development in vitro, okay? And it's also related to skin uh, irritations and bronchial constriction. So a lot of people who are allergic to these food dyes have asthma. OK, and really bad skin reactions from it. Also, red dye number 40, I feel is a bigger culprit. Uh, adults and children can get upset stomach, migraines, jitterness, nervousness, uh, inability to concentrate, hyperactivity. OK, after high intakes of red dye number 40, and you're like, Denise, I only had an M&M. I only had an M&M. But the CSPI released a report that says that artificial food dyes actually pose a rainbow of risks. Isn't that funny? Including everything from allergies to cancer. Dyes are bad. And there's tons of dyes that you can add to things that you don't have to worry about. But you need to even check, like, don't use the little dyes that you buy from McCormick. I don't give a shit, McCormick, if you like me or not, whatever. Um they're really bad and they do stay in your system for quite some time. So it could be really bad. So let's say 24 to 48 hours. So if you actually, you have a kid who can't have it and they accidentally, or you're seeing this reaction from them, uh, it takes 24 to 48 hours to be excreted typically from the body. And that could be a miserable two days, right? I'm just saying, it's a long two days when you're having that kind of reaction. Um, Just stay away from the dyes. They really cause more harm than they're even worth it. There's nothing wrong with the natural color of food. And if you don't like the color of it, it's junk food anyway. So put it back. Don't eat that shit. Don't eat it. Stop it. All right. The next one um, we're going to do is titanium dioxide. I have issues. with. This is one that is uh, a sensitive one for me. Okay, so the IARC, again, in case you are slow to the punch here, it's the International Agency for the Research on Cancer, has classified titanium dioxide as, quote, possibly carcinogenic to humans. Here we go again. It's like just enough to cover their asses legally, based on studies that show um, lung tumors in rats associated with breathing in titanium dioxide. Oh, Yummy. Thanks for putting this shit on my food. But let me, okay, now here's, this is the one that's really gross. And this is why I'm like, yep, nope, not eating this shit. So uh, titanium dioxide, where sometimes it's referred to as uh, TIO2, okay? And sometimes it's referred to as E171, okay? So it's inorganic. It's a solid substance that's used in a wide range of like goods, um, clean cosmetics. Now, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to say these. They're used in cosmetics, paint, plastic, and food. Yum. So, hey, your titanium dioxide is user-friendly. It could be in your paint, in your plastic, the food, or what you're putting on your face. Yay. And it could possibly cause cancer. What the hell? They're feeding us this, though. And we're feeding our kids. Okay? We're wondering why kids are like a mess yeah okay now we're going to talk about uh bha bht and uh uh tbhq okay so these are kind of all it's the same family here okay so bha bht how it affects the body um so it can induce allergic reactions to the skin period Okay, so um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer also classifies BHA as a, quote, possible human carcinogen. Here's me. If there's a possibility, why are we putting it in our food? And I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's never a concern unless it's you and your family who's affected by it, right? So let's just say one out of 100 people I'm pulling numbers out of my ass. This is not real numbers, okay? What if one out of 100 people get cancer from eating this garbage? Oh, that's not. It's just one out of 100. That's how corporations think. It's what if that one is your sister or your son or your mother or your grandma? You know what I'm saying? Then it's just not okay suddenly. To me, if there's any risk, it shouldn't be on it. Right? Here are some side effects, right? Not making this stuff up. National Library of Medicine, NLM, they have cases of vision disturbances (laughs) when humans have consumed TBHQ. They've also found that it causes liver enlargement, neurotoxic effects, convulsions, and paralysis in lab animals. Oh. Well, shit, I can't wait to eat some. Like, line it up. What? What? Now, here's uh, the really scary part of BHA. So the negative impact uh, that BHA can have, okay, is normally, this is the, because all that other stuff isn't enough, but this makes a lot of sense when you understand the fertility issues happening in this country over the last two decades, Okay. When observed on the reproduction function, uh, it has caused delayed sexual maturation, right? Um, it has uh, shortened the estrus cycle, lowered the mating rate, slowered the sperm motility, and smaller sperm size. I mean, this is actually now turning into a bigger issue, right? because we're going to feed our kids with all of this stuff with it in it and then wondering why there are fertility issues in the future. And they're if you're not sure, if you're not somebody who has been directly affected by fertility issues, number 1, sit down and say a prayer and thank God because it is a huge issue right now in this country. Fertility issues. I'm not saying everybody has them, but it is very predominant, okay? VHD is also an endocrine disruptor. It impacts testosterone levels as well as the sperm quality, right? Um, Another reason why it's not good for you is because it actually, like we had talked earlier, it causes enlargements in the liver, inflammatory effects in the lungs, renal dysfunction, and decreased potassium levels. We need potassium, people. We need it in, in specific levels, right, to run our hearts, but... It's just bad news. So BHA, BHT, and TBHQ supposed to provide, you know, prevent food spoilage. I'm sorry, but I would like to know when my food spoils so that I don't eat it. I don't want it to have chemicals in it that cause all these things, including reproduction issues, okay? And then just because I don't want it to spoil, No food spoils in its very essence. Food is biological, and it can in turn spoil. It's okay. Plants are supposed to spoil. All right. Sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry this ran on today, but this is important stuff, you guys. These are like the ones that I just can't stand that people eat copiously, and if you look through your pantries and the stuff that you're going out and snacking on and quote unquote treating yourself with. You're going to be horrified. Okay, we're going to talk about the two that are going to really make people mad. Aspartame. Okay, how bad is aspartame? How bad is it, Denise? Well, in a 2017 review, uh, it was pretty much concluded that aspartame affects the immune system and as a result leads to oxidative stress and inflammation. Yay, well, I didn't eat sugar. Woohoo! No, because the findings suggest in that study that aspartame can actually affect the cells of various body organs, including the brain, the heart, the liver, and the kidneys. I don't know, just four organs I would like to have running properly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. And which is worse, aspartame or sugars? Because people say this all the time. I can't have sugar, I'm diabetic. No, go with the natural sugar. Because although they're both like, okay, so both sugar and an artificial sweetener are going to be addictive, okay? That's, that's a given. Don't tell me that sugar is not addictive. It is, okay? But artificial sweeteners are likelier to make you get hungry and eat more throughout the day. So if you have diabetes, you're just screwing up everything. And if you don't, you're probably going to develop it. Sugar is okay in limited amounts in the context of a healthy diet, right? If you just eat a cookie that you made yourself, yeah, that's okay. How about this? I'll make it even better for you. How about you just trash the white sugar all together and use coconut sugar? Boom. You can use less. It tastes better. And it cooks the same. One-to-one exchange. There you go. Just solved your problem. Okay? So throw the aspartame shit out, please. Um, Okay, here's another one people don't like. Sucralose. All right. So... There are studies that have shown that sucralose can change your gut microbiome by lowering the number of good bacteria by half 50%, people. 50%. And animal research uh, shows that it can also increase inflammation to the body. And over time, what does inflammation lead to? Obesity and diabetes. Sucralose. Get the damn coconut sugar, people. And if you can't do coconut sugar, just use your regular sugar. Get the the, like thick sugar, you know, the natural sugar. Don't get the white shit. It's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible for you. But again, don't cut it out. Replace, right? I never take away. I always replace with something that you can actually eat. All right. And now the final big three. All right. Artificial flavors. Natural flavors and MSG. Now, I can't have MSG. And when people tell me there isn't MSG, and I know it's in there because it gives me a horrible headache and, quite frankly, gives me the shits. I'm going to, it is what it is, right? But artificial flavors, what they do to your body, okay? It related like allergic reactions, uh, food hypersensitivity. It will worsen your uh, asthmatic symptoms. It gives you abdominal pain, diarrhea. We just talked about that. Vomiting in extreme cases. It's just when you introduce artificial ingredients to the body, okay, we've talked about this. The closest to the f- original food source is what you want to ingest. Our bodies are biological. They want, they want, Organic materials that they can break down naturally. When we're introducing these artificial ingredients, man-made ingredients to the body, it reacts in different ways, right? So with, especially with MSG, okay, uh, inflammation, joint pain, okay. So I think all of a sudden, like you're like knees hurt, your elbows hurt, your back's hurting, you know, your hips are hurting. The MSG can do that. Weight gain diabetes, liver problems. These are all serious things. And now just think, these are just some of the top of the 10,000 chemicals that are quote unquote, possibly carcinogenic that the FDA and the government let allow added to our foods. Now, If you go into your pantry and you see how many of these are in the food you're eating, if it's more than two daily, you're, it's just gone. Like you got to get rid of it. It's hard to make the changes, but the changes are necessary so that we are once again eating and feeling good. When you eat a salad, that was, it's so funny because I was just going to, so this is immediate what came into my head. And I know it's other people. When you eat a good salad, you feel good. Then you get hungry, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. You get hungry. Now, let me tell you why. Because your body is not craving the nutrients you gave it. Most likely if you ate a good salad. And when I say a salad, don't even talk to me about fucking iceberg lettuce. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I said the F word on a Wednesday. Apologize, whatever. Um, Here's the deal. When I love, okay, so I'm not a fan of Whole Foods, right? Or Whole Paycheck, what everybody calls it. A lot of people confuse shopping at Whole Foods with shopping healthy. And although they do have options that are good, clean options, they also have junk food there. Just overpriced junk food, but junk food nonetheless. Um, so I don't please don't be shopping Whole Foods and tossing everything in your cart thinking it's natural. You still have to look at the ingredients, okay? Because all of the regulations, the government regulations, make it where they can get by. It's not clean. The onus is on us as consumers to actually do the work. The government's not doing it for us anymore. Okay. It's just it's just a cold, hard fact. But Whole Foods has amazing salad bar. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to go to Whole Foods after this. Um, it's dry for me too. I'm on the burbs, the only burb in the world that doesn't have a Whole Foods within 30 minutes. But they have an amazing salad bar. And I'll add stuff in there like beets and cauliflower and nuts. And they got all the great stuff on it. And nice greens and spinach and mixed salad. If you get a nice one like that, put a little, uh, what it, was, uh, chickpeas. I love me some chickpeas. Um, you put all of that in your salad, you're getting proteins, you're getting vegetables, you're getting, you know, Hey, nuts, right? You get your greens, you get, get that stuff in there. Your body should not feel hungry. You should feel full after a good salad like that. If you're eating an iceberg salad with some, Canned tuna on it or some chopped ass deli meat that's we already know is not any good for you or some chopped up cheese in a package. Don't even get me started on cheese, okay? Please only buy cheese in the wedges that are like raw or mildly pasteurized. Cheese that is commercial cheese is just garbage and it's really not cheese. I'm just saying I said it, I said it. Okay. Um that you you will be full. It will be satisfying. When you are eating. And you did have a good salad. You're like, Denise, I ate a good salad and I was hungrier than the heck. And that's because your body is addicted and it wants sugar. It wants the chemicals. Now, it's not really, it doesn't really want them, okay? But it's mental. It's triggering in your head the addiction qualities of these. And I'm gonna end this podcast today with a true study that was done abroad uh, with Oreo cookies. Yep, I don't give a shit I'm saying it because it's already a published article. So what difference does it make? But apparently there was a lab. I'm not gonna make this like super long, but there was a lab. Uh, obviously, I know we don't like to do research on animals. I get that. I wholeheartedly think that if we cannot do that, that would be fabulous, okay? I'm not, I'm not pulling that You know, pro and con right here. I'm just saying this is what happened. So there were uh, was a lab, lab rats have an, a life, right? There's a duration of time that they can go through studies and then they die, okay? Whether natural or the study itself. I don't know, I don't know what they're studying. I don't, I'm not in a lab, I'm not a lab rat and I'm not in a lab testing rats. However, these rats had finished a study and they still had life to them. Okay, meaning that they could be tested in another study, but I guess they were all like addicted to like cocaine, so none of them could be in another study. <laughs> okay, but this is the stuff they do, right? So all of these rats, they're they're keeping them alive now, right? They gotta keep feeding them cocaine every day because now that's the they've got a bunch of junky rats. So I'm like, who funds these things? I didn't ask those questions again. This is just a story with a principle at the end, right? We got a a lesson to learn here about addiction and about food they sell over the counter. Now, I guess some lab people decided that they were going to see um, if they were snacking in the lab and, you know, treating themselves and uh, gave one of uh, all of the rats an Oreo cookie and none of the rats would eat it. They all went to the cocaine, right? This is such a silly, I was going to say something, but I'm like, don't say it. Um, and uh, they did this for a week and uh, the rats would not accept the the Oreo cookie. They wanted the cocaine, right? So this is their, their Pavlov response, okay? So then they decided to pull the cocaine and just give them an Oreo. So they didn't eat for like the first two or three days. They didn't eat anything at all. But now you've got rats probably going into huge withdrawal. Could you imagine this, the state of this lab? Um, And the rats start eating the Oreos. So now the rats have been assimilated uh, and transferred from a cocaine addiction to now they're eating Oreos every day, right? You're like, cool. Well, Denise, is, is that better than cocaine? Well, let me tell you. They thought for, I guess, shits and giggles that they would then put the oreos in and add the cocaine and give them a choice and every single one of the rats chose the oreo now rats don't have the predisposition or the cognitive development to cognitive development to know that oh this is a drug i shouldn't have the cocaine i should just have the oreo nope They just understand their bodily system and reactions. And their body was now dependent on the chemicals and the sugar additives within the Oreo. Now, I don't like Oreos, and I never have. I'm going to just put that out there. But Peter does. And when I read this study, I was like, nobody's giving him an Oreo again, okay? Okay. So Oreo has a slogan, you know, where you can't just eat one. Well, that's because they're more addictive than cocaine. And just think now, next time you take an Oreo, right, you've got a whole pack you get, then you wind up getting the whole thing. And then you're not, next thing you know, you're ripping the whole top open and going at it. That literally lab rats chose Oreos over cocaine, an addictive drug. That says something about the chemical makeup of that. I'm going to leave you guys with that. So pull them damn Oreos out of your thing, your pantry. Don't eat them. Throw them the hell out and go make a nice cookie for your kids at home. So you know what the hell's going in them. All right. Okay. I appreciate you guys listening to me today and going through all of this. Um, head on over to YouTube, the Finding Calm and the Chaos page, and make sure you're subscribing to the channel. Got some new videos going up. One went up uh, last week. I got another one coming up. I'm going to do uh, just little shorts right now. Not too long. Do some reviews of my favorite things. Press that like button, smash the uh, the bell, get notifications. I don't even know if I say that right. But anyway, I will talk to you next week. Until then, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.